Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, this is a truth from Jesus. And I want you to think about it and notice what it's going to say. It doesn't say Christ followers might hear God speak. It doesn't say pastors only will hear the voice of God. It doesn't say Christ followers, well, 20% of the time might be able to hear God speak. It says Christ followers will hear God speak. American society has become focused on having so-called experts who say they can help us with whatever problem we might have. It's good, for example, to have a medical expert examine you and possibly determine if you're sick and what form that illness takes. The problem comes when we in the church believe that we need a spiritual expert to hear from God for us. Pastor Mark, in his teaching, will make it clear that unlike the Old Testament days, God has made himself available to every single believer through both his word and the Holy Spirit. We only need to be listening. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part one of his message, How to Listen to God. and answer four questions this week. Number one, does God still speak to people today? Number two, if God does speak, why? Why do we need to hear what God has to say? Number three, if God does speak today to us, how does he speak? And number four, with all the voices, Pastor Mark, if God does speak, how can I know it's God speaking to me and not one of the other voices? Now, we're going to answer those four questions, and we begin by asking you to turn to John chapter 10 in your Bible. John chapter 10. You'll see right where it is. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. New Testament. First four books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 10, verse 27. First question we're going to answer is this. Does God still speak today? John chapter 10, verse 27. Notice what Jesus says. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You see, some of you here are atheists. 
Some of you are agnostics. And really the question I just asked you, does God still speak today, is irrelevant to you. Because you don't even believe there's a God. Well, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to those people that know there's a God. And the question is, our concept of God directly determines how we relate to God. For instance, if your concept of God, there isn't one, don't worry about relating because you don't believe it. By the way, you're wrong. And it's very easy to proven to you that you're wrong. Those of you that are agnostics, trying to work that out, you're at least open to listening. So your concept of God will allow you maybe to begin to get into the truth. But many people have trouble believing the truth of verse 27. Why? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Here's why. See, if your concept of God is that God is this distant, impersonal God and he's not involved with people on their everyday kind of lives, then your concept of the voice of God is useless because you don't believe God has anything to say to you. It's like this. There's a belief. It's a wrong belief. It's called deism. And there's a lot of different stages of that. But basically, it's like this. You and I are like a watch. God created each of us, set the timer going. The battery lasts until you die. Set the watch down. And he has nothing to do with it anymore. Well, that is not the God of the Bible. So our concept of God, we see right there in that verse 27. John reminds us in this verse that God wants a personal relationship with every one of his sheep. That personal relationship is obviously going to involve communication, talking back and forth. If you're married today, and when you got married, you said to your spouse, I love you. And now maybe you're 25 years into your marriage, and once, you know, your wife turned to you this week and said, do you still love me? You said, look, 25 years ago, I told you I love you. If it changes, I'll tell you. (laughs) By the way, you're probably not married if that's what you do. So it isn't a one-time deal. God asks you to get saved and goes, have a nice life. It's an ongoing conversation. To break verse 27 down, if we lived in Israel, if you lived in Australia, if you lived in New Zealand, if you lived in England or Ireland, you'd know a lot more about sheep than we do. But in the Bible times, sheep was a very common thing. So take a look at this verse from the Old Testament. It's pretty clear. Psalm 100, verse 3. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. So for those of you that are agnostic, they're speaking to you. There is a God. And he made us. He created us. And we are his. We're his creation. Now notice the next statement. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So all through the Bible, God uses this analogy. People being sheep. My wife made me this sheep. Now, what the Bible says is that you and I, every person is a sheep. 
And uh, we have a great shepherd. So remember the relationship? My sheep. Well, my sheep means that some sheep are not Jesus' sheep. That's the unbelievers. So every one of us, believe or not, are sheep. And I want you to just turn to your name and go like, I learned something today. I'm a sheep. Just tell that person next to you. (laughs) So I'm a sheep. So this analogy we're going to develop today because the verse we just went through, we'll just put our sheep right out here. This verse that we just went through talks about sheep. So notice, look back at verse 27. Notice the first two words. I just explained it a little bit to you. My sheep. What is that referring to? That's referring to people that are born again. People that have said to Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I want to follow you. I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that comes to God through the person of Jesus Christ, the true shepherd. So first thing I want you to write is this. Don't mistake the heart of God. All people need a relationship with the true shepherd, God, through Jesus Christ. It is not God's will that some of you never come to salvation. God never elects people to hell. Now, there's only some things God can do, and there's only some things people can do. God sent his son to die for you. You can't die for somebody else's sins. It won't work. Jesus could. But then God gives the invitation to come and join him to be one of his sheep. God could force us to do that, but he will not. So the thing that you have to do is accept that. Some of you are not his sheep. You'll see why you want to be. But some people are not today. So everybody needs a relationship with the true shepherd. They need to have that personal relationship with God. Look at the verse again. My sheep, notice the next part. Listen to and hear my voice. Now this is a truth from Jesus. And I want you to think about it and notice what it's going to say. It doesn't say Christ followers might hear God speak. It doesn't say pastors only will hear the voice of God. It doesn't say Christ followers, well, 20% of the time might be able to hear God speak. It says Christ followers will hear God speak. They will hear God. His voice. It's a statement of fact. Notice the next words. I know them, Jesus says. That word know in the original language is a word of intimacy. Actually, in the Old Testament, that same word is used as sexual intimacy. There's a great intimacy of knowing these people. You see, Jesus knows that these people that he calls his sheep are real followers of Christ. Lots of people today in our churches would say this, I'm a sheep of Jesus Christ, but they're not. They think they are because they've been part of a church, religion, denomination. Or once they ask Christ to come into the heart, but they've never followed him. So you're going to see something. What Jesus says is, I know them. There is an ongoing personal relationship with us. 
Now, if your relationship with God is religion, then you don't know Jesus and you're not one of his sheep. God is not into rules, religion, regulation, and ritual. He's into relationship. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says some very amazing words. A bunch of people come to him and they say, we've done all these things. And Jesus turns to him and says, I'm sorry, but I never knew you. You thought you had a relationship with you? I never, not once, not backslidden people, I never knew you. So you want to make sure by a personal relationship that you're one of his sheep. Then he says this, look at the next one. He says to them, my sheep, they listen to and hear my voice. I know them, notice the last one, and they follow me. Can you be a sheep, have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and not follow him? You don't have to answer me. I want you to think about that. See, follow means obeying. Jesus didn't leave the follow off. He didn't say, I stamp my name on you, and they're off doing their own thing. He says, and automatically, it's going to be proof that they have a relationship because they do follow me. So the first question we ask today is, does God still speak today? Here's the answer. Write it down. You already heard it. You already read it. Verse 27 clearly tells us the answer. God does still speak today. Now, the second question then is this. Now that I know God speaks, and he speaks to Christ's followers, why do I need to hear him? Why do I need to listen? Why? Here's the answer. Isaiah 53 tells us what our natural inclination is. All of us, here we go again, like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. So the reason I need to hear the shepherd speak is because I'm designed to do life with the shepherd. I cannot, as a person, do life without God directing my life. You see, sheep are not independent. If you know anything about sheep, they're not independent. They're not self-sufficient. By the way, they're not too smart. <laughs> Last night, I told the people, just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a dumb sheep. I want to ask you to do Just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a not too smart sheep. Would you just do that right now? You're better than last night, see? I'm not too smart. And so all the way through the Bible, we see this. By the way, it's very true. Do you know a sheep can't survive by themselves? And I had a guy at the service last night come up at the end. He says, Pastor Mike, I raised sheep most of my life. And he says, when you said sheep are dumb, I went, amen. (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? He says, mama sheep, she's getting ready to have a baby. And I lived up north. She would go outside the barn and have the baby, and the baby freezes to death. We had to lock her inside. She was dumb enough to walk outside. (laughs) So not too smart. So when you begin to think about that, What does that say about you and me? Now, some of you are going to say, well, Pastor Mark, I did what you said. I said I'm not too smart. But to be honest, I can do this thing called life. I mean, I might need God in a few places. But most of the time, I'm pretty brilliant. 
I got lots of experience. I know how to do this thing called life. But you're wrong. No sheep was designed to do life alone. Sheep are not responsible. They do stupid things. I told you that. A few years ago, we were in a mission, and we were in Romania, and we were doing work at a hospital and ministering during the evenings and so forth. And we came back to this little town at night, and I'll never forget it. We're driving back in our car and going to the hotel that was there. And as we're driving alongside the road, all these cows is walking back alongside of us. And I think, where in the world are they going? And we watched the cows. When they came to their home, they'd been out in the fields all day. When they came to their home, they just turned right and went right in the backyard. Waited for the next morning. And you go down the street, there's the next cow. That's not his home. Turn right here, walk right into his house. I'm going, that's unbelievable. Nobody's calling them nothing. They're just going to their home. A sheep, they just go right on down the road. They don't care about nothing. (laughs) So see, you think you can do it? You can't do it on your own. How do I know? Because the Bible tells us. Look at this verse. You ought to write this verse down in your Bible, in the leaf of your Bible, because you always have to review back to it because we're pretty prideful people. Notice what Jeremiah the prophet said. I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. You weren't designed to do life alone. And then the key words. It is not for man or woman to direct their steps. You were never designed, you cannot successfully do life without a shepherd. You cannot, every one of us are sheep. A sheep is not independent. Must follow the shepherd. Principle of truth from the word of God. Now, turn, if you will, to Mark chapter 6, verse 34. One day, Jesus, of course, lots of sheep in Israel when he was there. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. In Mark chapter 6, we see Jesus interacting with religious people. Notice what it says in verse 34. When Jesus landed and he saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. So Jesus had feeling for this crowd as he looked out at them. Why? Look at this. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. As Jesus looked out at the crowd, he saw people that looked like sheep without a shepherd. What does a sheep without a shepherd look like? (laughs) Goodbye. Any mint jelly? Now, understand that's funny, but it's not funny. When Jesus looked out, just imagine the campus you're at, Jesus being there on that platform and looking out at the people. What did he see? He saw sheep that didn't know how to do life. Now, they had shepherds because they were very religious Jewish rabbis, but they didn't care for the people, and they taught dead religion, and there was no life in it. And Jesus looked out, and he went, man, my heart is breaking. 
And Jesus knew that life wasn't a playground, but it was a battlefield. When he saw these people without a shepherd, he knew who was behind it. Look at this verse. You know it by heart. John 10.10. The thief, Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus knew that there was a real enemy that had deceived these people. They were deceived, thinking they were right with God because of dead religion, but they couldn't do life right. In fact, you and I know today we have that same enemy. And not only that, we really have three powerful enemies, the world system, our flesh, and the devil. So as Jesus looked out, you can understand why he was so concerned, why he was so moved, because he knew they could not do life right, and thus they were frustrated, controlled by Satan and the world and their sinful nature, and he knew behind all of that they were deceived. So as he looked out, these were sheep that didn't know what to do. They were empty. They were lonely. They were guilty. They didn't know how to do marriage. They didn't know how to do family. They didn't know how to do life. There was no satisfaction in them. And and they were searching for something. That's why there was a huge crowd. Because Jesus was bringing something different. I want you to think about something for a moment. Every neighbor, almost every neighbor, co-worker, student that you go to school with, People that you were interact with today in the restaurants and shopping, most of our world are sheep without a shepherd. They're trying to do life, and they don't even know there is a shepherd. Do you understand why we should be like Jesus and have compassion on them instead of making fun of them? Do you understand why I've asked you, and many of you are doing it, inviting people They come to church because they need to know that there is a shepherd and they can hear him speak and they can know how to do life. But sometimes as followers of Christ, we don't even hear God speak. And so we want to learn today that the reason we need to hear him speak is because you're not designed to do life without him. God never designed it that way. But Satan deceives us, and he offers us all kinds of excuses and things to do. Now, watch this. Jesus looked out in the crowd. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd. What would he do next? The end of the verse, you don't need to look, I'll tell you. The end of the verse said this. He began to teach them. Oh, he didn't have the Bible. He was the Word of God. Today, Pastor Mark told us that we were sheep. Well, God views us as sheep. God calls himself the shepherd. He wants to lead us and protect us from danger. Our problem is that we don't always pay attention to his voice, which gets us into trouble. We learn that God only wants the best for us, but Satan, who we used to listen to, wants to kill and destroy us and steal our joy. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue the teaching How to Listen to God. We'll learn the ways in which God speaks to us. We'll find out that this isn't necessarily a spooky, mystical thing, but a very practical thing that all believers can do. We will be challenged to begin to listen to God so that we can grow in our Christian walk and be useful people for God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series called Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living.